one of my first teachers was the antithesis of breathy spirituality. Yeah, he could go there, but he could also have an amazing time in a bar and just be out there gambling and and have and living life. And I think that that's what we sometimes forget on this journey is that, okay, I've got to be this way. No, you've got to be you. Welcome to Soul Logic, not your breathy spirituality. This is neither tie-dye, running through fairy fields, nor corporate performance metrics, but increasing your inner authority and personal freedom, moving you from the corporate mindset to a conscious mindset. We're your hosts, Cindy and Scott, and we're here to put the practical into awakening. Welcome to this episode of Soul Logic. We're going to be talking about not taking this whole spiritual journey so seriously. You know, sometimes we embark on this journey of awakening and we start reading books and watching videos and attending workshops and hurling ourselves into a week-long or multi-week retreat. And it's amazing. And we learn so much about ourselves and about different techniques and modalities and ways of being, ways of being more present. But sometimes it can become just a little bit too restrictive and we can become a little bit too serious about it and then feel like we have to alienate those around us that aren't now on the same path as us. So here in this episode, we are going to look at a different perspective on it because at Soul Logic, we are not your breathy spirituality. Cindy, (laughs) what's your view on this? Well, I do think this is kind of the crux of our tongue in cheek approach to this podcast where we're not the breathy spirituality. And I think a lot of times we find a practice that we really like that we're diving in deep and we think, Oh, to, to do this right, to be enlightened, we have to do this pro this practice all the way, all the time to the nth degree. And we basically kind of lose ourselves in the spiritual practice. And that is totally against the whole point of being on this journey. The journey is about getting your center, not being so focused on an external practice that you're applying to yourself uh, in a way that's not, at some point, not actually benefiting you because you're getting too, too, too far down there and taking it way too seriously. I mean, it's not to say this journey isn't hard. It definitely has its ups and downs, but it doesn't always have to be carrying lots of heavy load, right? It doesn't have to be, you know, always, you don't always have to be offloading shadow. You don't have to always be doing some of the heavy work. You don't always have to be looking at something at the nth degree in astrology. I mean, you can, if you want to, but if I just go off on a second, I love astrology. I think it's cool, but I do not go to the nth degree of things to like chart my day out. And I think that's going too far. I think that's taking this way too seriously. That's just my own personal opinion, because I think that's giving away your own free will and your own choice. When I am, when somebody's so into a practice that you are life is dictated by it. You've gone too far. In my opinion. What do you think, Scott? We are putting the opinions on the table in this one. And that ties in with personal power and expressing ourselves. And I love what you said, you know, if you're if you're making every decision in life based on a practice or modality or the advice of somebody, you've given away your personal power because you do know what's right for you. You can feel into what's right for you. And one of the, let me go back in time a little bit. When I started on this journey, probably, gosh, over 30 years ago now, 
getting old, but over 30 years ago, one of my first teachers was the antithesis of breathy spirituality. Yeah, he could go there, but he could also have an amazing time in a bar and just be out there gambling and, and have and living life. And I think that that's what we sometimes forget on this journey is that, okay, I've got to be this way. No, you've got to be you, right? Because almost 8 billion people on this planet, we are not meant to be cookie cutter. We're supposed to be unique. That's the benefit of us all being here is to create this patchwork, this quilt of, of humanity. And I think that if we summed up spirituality in one word, it's just being present or two words. It, you know, it's being present and remembering that we're spiritual beings having a physical experience, but let's not forget that because physical is physical and you do want to do things in the physical and have fun. Right. And that's how we learn by doing. It's so true. And like, we're not, everybody's meant to go sit on a mountain and be a monk in complete silence and solace. Some people do that and that's fine. But I do, I think the point you're making is so important that it's, we're human. We're having an experience. We are living our daily lives. I think we're meant to be doing this. I think for the majority of us, we're not all Eckhart Tolle. We're not all, you know, getting enlightenment and inspiration on a park bench and then taking that out. I mean, we need him as a teacher, but we don't all need to be him. And I think when we look at these practices and we start to let them dictate to us, we're bypassing actually our, even our own experience. They call it spiritual bypassing, where it's you, oh, if I do this practice and it tells me what to do, and I do that, you are, yes, giving away your own personal power. And you are then saying, oh, this is what I need. And you can essentially skip over some of the work you need to do. And I've seen people go out into astral planes and do transcendental, transcendental meditation or take from the psychedelic drugs and just completely bypass all the work that you have to do. And they're like, Oh, it's amazing. I've seen, we're all connected and we're all one. And that's yes, that's great. But they haven't done the personal work. They're just skipping it and going straight into that. And then they want to just keep having that experience over and over and over, but it's not anchored in anything within themselves. That is a great way to say, because I've done that and I've had amazing experiences through what you just mentioned. And when I came back down, (laughs) (laughs) back from the experience, I said to myself, okay, that was amazing. Now, how do I integrate that into my physical experience right now? Because hello, there's a body here, right? And this podcast is a great example of that. This is a way that both of us have found to integrate into this because we're reaching people. We're learning every episode that we talk, you know, when we talk, we're learning something valuable. That integration is, is critical. Because if we're not bringing it back into ourselves and into our life and living our life, I mean, fully living our life, then we're missing so much. And we're missing the real opportunities to do the work that is often uncomfortable. And sometimes we do have to face our shadows, but that's where the growth happens as well. I love the integration point you just made. And I think that's really, really key because, and that's both, I think that's mind, body, spirit. When you are jumping from practice to practice or deep diving into a practice and you're getting into degrees of things and you're like, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that, or I should do this, or I should do that. That's your mind. That's your mind driving your experience, not your whole being, right? And we've talked a lot. I mean, we're soul logic because we believe in using all of our intelligence 
to live our lives. So yes, we need the mind, but we also need our heart. We also need our soul. And when you get, for many, when you get too involved, too myopic on one particular practice, you can tend to start letting the mind drive the bus. Yeah. And it becomes more polarized, right? I can't Mm -hmm. do this. I have to do this. Well, now you've just given, now you've just given yourself a set of rules that may or may not be for your highest calling, your highest purpose in life. And there is that tug of war that sometimes can happen. I mean, I've talked to friends and clients on on this, on this journey, and there's that period. And it's often at the beginning where they feel like they have to cancel everything they've done before in their life, let go of people, let go of things that they used to do and just create a whole new way of being and a whole new way of life. Well, you don't have to, some do, and you kind of touched upon this, but you don't have to, it doesn't have to be that hard. It really can be a more gradual integration of I'm becoming this, but I'm still that. And it's okay. And what I have found is that the more we change people, well, the more we change, what I noticed is that everything around me changed and some people came along for the ride and others didn't. But many of the relationships that I had from before were redefined and they became much deeper. They became more satisfying in some ways and some of them didn't and that's okay. But even the ones that didn't, there was never a hard stop with anything. Does that make sense? It wasn't black and white. It wasn't polarized. Yeah. It became, it, it's still fine. It's just. Kind of one fades. Ma- it kind of fades. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because, because we're energetically, we're becoming something different and it's fine. Yes. Oh, and I love that it becoming something energetically different or energetically becoming different. Mm. Well, let's just take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to actually, let's talk about Let's talk about the fun side. I mean, there's some really trippy stuff that happens when you can start going down this, this path. And I think one thing you talk about the people coming into your life, you know, you, and some fading away and those people that come in, you're like, Hey, this happening to you. Is this nuts? <laughs> and yeah. it can be really kind of fun in the exploration. So let's talk about that when we come back. All right. Sounds good. You're listening to soul logic. Shifting you from a corporate mindset into a conscious mindset. Check out our course online at RoadmapToAwakening.com. Helping you bring the practical into awakening and make sense of what's happening on your journey. All right. We talked about getting too myopic, too down the rabbit hole and what that can mean. But let's talk about the fun side of it when kind of weird, interesting things are happening. There's synchronicities and there's just like patterns and signs and nature comes in in crazy ways. Do you, I know you've got stories, Scott. I've got stories, lots of stories, but before I start telling any of the stories, what I want to say is when, when we get to this place, again, it kind of ties back into inner power, right? Mm -hmm. We're not necessarily looking for an answer, but the answer comes to us. Or we start to notice things. So we start with number one, first thing, we understand, not just logically, but we really embody, we internalize the understanding that we are all connected. Okay. There is this energy that call it the God force, call it the source, whatever you want to call it, that is responsible for everything that we see and are. So we're all energetically connected. 
with animals, with nature, with other people, of course, with everything. And that's really, once, once we really start to understand that, I think it changes everything. There's more compassion. There's more of a sense of, ah, okay, I get this. You know, it's not as, not as final as we talked about in, in soulmates and, and karmics. It's not a, a one and done, right? There's more to this than we can really understand in our physical body right now. So that's the first thing. And then I found that I'm much more in the moment. So when I'm more in the moment and I understand everything happening around me at a, at a macro level, it's not myopic, as you said, it makes me more open. And when I'm more open, then I'm more willing to be surprised because I'm not feeling the need to control everything as I did before. Now, some may say that it requires surrender and to a degree, yes, you know, I start to just surrender to what's in store for me to what the universe wants. Doesn't mean I'm giving away my power. Absolutely not. But what I have noticed is that so many more things happen, be it that chance encounter, be it that, that coincidence, which I hate that word because things aren't coincidences, right? When you understand that everybody and everything is connected, there's no coincidence. It was meant to be. And there may not be any earth shattering reason why it was meant to be, but it was meant to be. And we somehow attracted that into our life. Yeah, that's true. And I, just to go a little bit further down this little tangent here, or a side conversation, I just recently watched the rewatched uh, the TEDx talk from the neuroscience is a Jill Bolte, I think B-O-L-T-E. And she had the stroke and she was a neuroscience neuroscientist and she could really watch it from the inside happening. But this one that I watched, she actually brought out a human brain and she talked about the right side of the brain is super conceptual. And she talked about as she's having the stroke where she would look at her arm and she couldn't see the boundary of her arm and, you know, the table or the wall or whatever she was looking at. And she was trying to make a phone call. Numbers were like squiggly lines. And, and then the, her other, I think it was a left side brain would kick in and be like, oh, you're in trouble. You've got to make a phone call, <laughs> you know, and she would just go back and forth between this. But when she was in this conceptual side, she saw it's within us, but it's also scientific, I guess is where I'm trying to go. Like there's a side of our brain that taps into that. We are all connected. We are all one. And here's a neuroscientist. I mean, she's not woo woo at all. I mean, she might be spiritual. I don't know, but she's scientifically experiencing this. We're all one. We're all connected piece, which I think is just, you know, I always love it when science backs up the spiritual stuff. So I just wanted to share that really quickly as we get into some of these stories about synchronicities and whatnot. Like it, I think it exists already within our brain and it's, you know, it's balancing those experiences between this super conceptual, we are all one and our brain, yeah. other side of our brain functioning and, and making it, helping us function in that everyday life. It's a balance. So I think there's things as I started on this journey that definitely tested my boundaries of belief. You know, and I think that's where having community like this, where you're like, this just happened to me. Like, did I, I think the common question is, did I make that up? Because things start happening where you're like, hmm, I don't think that was a coincidence to your point that there are none. Yeah, I can, um, I can share a story that just happened a couple of weeks ago. And I went through a lot of what you just said. Did I make this up? My mind was really beating myself up. In the last few years, you know, I've talked about the twin flame experience and and how what's the word dramatic? 
How dramatic. Dramatic or traumatic? With a T or a D or both? <laughs> Actually, dramatic, traumatic, and profound. So let me throw all three in there. Nice. That was because that was really like the final hammer on the head to just say, okay, you need to stop being in control. And you need to just surrender to all of this because here's what's going on type of thing. I mean, I'm really minimizing years of trauma, maybe. But it it caused me to, because what I was experiencing, what I was seeing was in the physical world, obviously, was was causing me to really doubt. And and I was thinking at times, am I really, am I making this up? Like, am I making this up? I mean, it was really mind-blowing. So let me share a little story. This is this is a crazy one. It just happened a couple of weeks ago. It is to do with my twin, and we had not spoken in a few months. This is very recent, as I said. And I was out in California driving on I-10 or the 10, as they say, from Los Angeles to Palm Springs. And I'm driving along the highway with a friend in the car. We had a rental car. And I saw four or five cars pass us that had on the license plate the numbers in his birthday. Either the month and the the day or the day and the month, you know, flip-flopped. And I noticed this. So obviously, my the energy of my presence, my being directed me to look at that car's license. I wasn't looking at every single car's license plate, by the way, you know, (laughs) but I mean, there were thousands of them. Okay. On Interstate 10, but directed me to look at that car and that car and that car and that car at whatever time. So like I said, four or five cars in the first hour of the drive, and it was about a two and a half hour drive. And I thought to myself, I didn't say anything to my friend. I thought to myself, Hmm, I'm going to hear from him soon because this typically happens. Like I'll see this. And then within a day or two, there's some sort of a message or there's some sort of contact. But I was fine, kept on driving. And then my friend asked me, hey, have you heard from him? Any news? No, not really. Okay, fine. At that point, I said, you know, he has a connection to Riverside, California. And I said, isn't Riverside somewhere around here? Yeah, I think so. It's somewhere in this area, kind of on the way to Palm Springs. Okay, fine. 10 minutes later, we passed Riverside. The exit San Bernardino Riverside. I'm like, oh, okay. I had a feeling it was on in this area. Because you're from the East Coast. Let's just clarify that. Yeah, yeah. Let me clarify. I'm from I live in Virginia outside DC, so I'm not usually driving around LA very often. I hadn't been out there in probably 15 years. About 20 minutes later, I reached down, looked at my phone. I said, You're not gonna believe this. He said, What? I said, he, my twin, sent a message 20 minutes ago, which was almost to the minute that we had passed the exit for Riverside. And I just, I'm driving. So I just continue driving. And I thought to myself, this is amazing. Like, thank you. You know, here's another real life sign. Because that is not, that was not a coincidence. I saw the numbers on the license plate. I had a feeling I knew there was going to be some contact. I had absolutely no idea it was going to be at the same time that we're passing Riverside, which is what he, a place that he has a connection to. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, you cannot make this stuff up. And that was one, two, like three coincidences, all in the span of just a few minutes. So I left him a vo- I respond. I re- left him a voice message, and he replied. We hadn't spoken for a few months, as I said, and he said, "Well, I told him what happened. So you're not going to believe where I am right now. What just happened?" And he replied and said, "Well, that's amazing. The connection, the soul connection. You know, the universe is incredible, et cetera, et cetera." Yesterday, I heard several people say the name of Scott in my town and he lives in Peru 
And today I'm sitting here in the main square of the town and a car just passed me with the name Scott on it. And I thought, let me send a message to my brother, Scott. So he was seeing the signs and hearing the signs at the same time I was seeing the signs. And then it just mind blowing. I'm telling the story now and I get, I get chills because it's so, it's so mind blowing. Now I told the story to a couple of people that don't really get it. They're more logic focused. And the response was, what's the big deal? It's just a coincidence. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, how can you not see this? Yeah. Well, so. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it, yeah. I mean, right. How do you explain it? And like, where does the impetus come from for both of you to start seeing, to noticing those signs? Right. And I, that's the, that can be super fun about this process of starting to notice those signs. And you know, for those who think, well, oh, whatever, it was just a coincidence and we can all believe whatever we want to believe. But for you, it's meaningful. And for your twin flame, it's meaningful. And you had a connection point because of it. And again, I love the science piece. They did an experiment where they caused energy to move on one part of the world and it could be felt on the other side of the world. I mean, it's that's science. So yes, he's thinking about you. You're thinking about him or you see a license plate that reminds you he's seeing something you connect. Like it, to me, makes total sense. The bigger question for me is like, where was the impetus from? Like, where did that come from? And I, we don't know necessarily. We right? don't know. Right. Yeah. But that's part of the fun and the mystery of it all. But I think you could debunk coincidence pretty easily personally. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's the thing is I would make myself crazy trying to figure it out and trying to answer that question. What does it all mean? You know? Okay. I guess the meaning was we were supposed to talk and we did talk after. So Mission accomplished, right? Yep. <laughs> we had to we had to be in touch. And we we have been in touch and it's all been fine. It hasn't been some grand, like, oh, you know, here you are, and this is what's about to happen next. No, not at all. But communication was reestablished. Well, and we've talked about relationships being a learning opportunity for ourselves. So there's lots unfinished there. But who hasn't had where somebody calls you or you call them and they're just like, sometimes you even pick up and like, I was just calling you. That's weird. Mm-hmm. We've all had that piece where you're connected in and they just they're either thinking about you or they need, you know, they need a pick me up somehow, or it's all out there. Absolutely. It's all out there in the ethos. We're all connected. And again, it, it when that, when that most recent story happened for me, it was just really comforting. You know, it was like, Oh, good. It's just really comforting. Yeah. Uh, it's a hard, it's hard to explain in that sense, but you know, we talk about feeling it and it just, it just felt right. It was like, well, oh, that was really nice. Oh. And then I got to the, I got to Palm, we got to Palm Springs. And after being there for a little bit, I was in a store. I walked out of the store and in front of me, Inca cuisine, Peruvian restaurant. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. Right. right? We're, we're supposed to talk. We will talk. Let me just go here for these, these few days. And <laughs> yeah, mission accomplished. Thank you. No, and don't you think sometimes like if you don't pay attention to those signs, then and we've talked about like getting the two by four to the head before. Like oh. I get that all the time because I'm like, what what sign? I don't get it. Uh, you know, oh, that's a quick, you know, I'm I can be guilty of rationalizing off signs or ignoring them or whatnot. And then before I know it, I'm like flat on my back with a two by four to my head, like a you know, metaphorical two by four to my head, not literal. So if you ignore them, I think it's they're just little signs of like something to pay attention, something to pay attention to. When we're so myopically focused, we miss the signs, but when you're open, you can start to see the synchronicities and see like, Oh, is that a message to explore something to go in and look at? 
Yeah. And it's not necessarily that the focus is to find them because you're not really looking for them because you don't know what you're looking for. But when they happen, you recognize them. It's kind of like being a horse with blinders on. The blinders are there to keep the horse looking only straight ahead. But it's in the peripheral where so much more information is. And if we think about that, it's really in the peripheral of our life where there's so much more for us to learn, for us to see, for us to hear. And that's where the signs are. They're not necessarily right in front of you. So take off your blinders, open up your vision, look to the side here and there, and and don't be searching for something because that's more serious, right? When we're, when we're more fun and we're lighter and more open, we're just kind of there. We're being, we're living our human existence. We're having a good time, hopefully most of the time. We're more energized. We're more present. We're not taking things seriously. And as we do all of that and we're being that way, more is coming to our being, more is being made available to us in the peripheral. It's true. And I think uh, having a sense of curiosity about it is really important. And then uh, then you can pull in that element of discernment. I mean, sometimes an event might just be an event. That's fine. But that's it. if you notice something and it's in your, you're noticing it, you're considering it, you're being like, hmm, does that have something I need to be paying attention to? Yes or no. And if it's a no, fine, you move on with your day. If it's a yes, then like, okay, now I can go into some inquiry and discern whether or not it's something I need to take an action on or not. Right. Yeah. And it, and it helps me to, to come back to what I said earlier. We're not doing this on our own. There's other beings. We're all connected. So it's not like we're just here on our own. No, not at all. I mean, to give you an example on that same trip, driving back to the airport a few days later, we're talking about airlines and that was my former life and talking about airplanes. And we're talking about the triple seven aircraft. And at that moment, I was the passenger at that time, a car passed 777 on the license plate. I'm like, yes. You're going <laughs> you going know, to Vegas? <laughs> well, now we were actually driving away from Vegas, but oh. <laughs> you know, it's, we were just talking about a triple seven and I thought, yeah, like, that's great. Like just a real life sign that, Hey, it's all connected. You're talking about this. You see this. Does it mean anything? Not really, but it's okay. Or maybe it, it just means good. you're in the flow, right? You're just, well, you're that's in the, flow. the word. That is the word. We are in the flow and you can't be in the flow. If you're really trying to work too hard and be too serious, right? You kind of have to let go to be in the flow. It's true. And it's, that's, it's a great place to maybe wrap this up. We always try to give some steps or some concrete ways to do that. So how do you recognize when, you, I mean, I guess you just gave a great example of being in the flow, like the seven, 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 and you're noticing it and you're like, ah, like, you know, pretty quickly, like it's just a thing and you move on versus when it's something you need to explore. sounds like. Exactly. I was coming back from a, a friend's house a few months ago as a group of us got together for dinner and I got a 20 green lights all in a row. Nice. And so after the first, maybe two or three, and it was at nighttime after the first two or three, and this road has a lot of lights. And I thought, hmm, how long can we make this go for? And it was green and green and green. And a couple of them were like, you know, they just, I just missed it. You know, I didn't miss it. I mean, but it was just, I still made it through, right? It was like switching to yellow or something before the red. But it was a great example to me of, I was light, I was open, right? I didn't have any blinders on. I was just kind of like present and in the flow. And every time another green light happened, it excited me more. And I'm like, can I get, I'm saying to myself, can I get another one? Can I get another one? Like almost like I'm on this race to get all these green. And I got every single one green. It was fascinating. 
Oh, that's really cool. I, you know, as you're speaking, you're making me think of, uh, I was in Denver. I have a, a little, like a condo or whatever I rent there. And I was back for one day and I had some repairs that had to get done. And I had scheduled one, two, I can't remember exact all the details. The main point was one was a, I had to change the faucets. They were leaking or something. The plumber shows up. Oh, you don't have the right faucet, but I can run and go get it for you. And I'll be right back. I'm like, seriously, great. You know? And then there was something with electricity. He comes like air conditioner. It's just like things are happening. And I have literally like six hours to get this done before I need to catch a flight. And things are just flowing. I got it all done. Like the guy, you know, the tools were found the like, Oh, you don't need this kind of electrician. You need that kind you need an air conditioner guy. He can come. And then the electrician has to come back. I mean, it's just like all this crazy stuff and it's just flowing. It's just happening. And I'm not intentionally trying to be in the flow, but I think for me, the piece that I took away from it was as I'm sitting, as I sit down on the plane to go home, I'm like, wow, that was amazing. To your point, that was easy. Like, how did that happen? And I just wasn't freaking out about it. And then as one thing happened as plumbers, like, oh, I can just run to Home Depot for you. And I'm like, that's amazing. And that begins the flow. And then the next guy, like, here, I can help you do this. And then the next person here, I can help you do. And I just, by not freaking out about it, by not going, oh my God, I only have three more hours to get this done. It just flowed. And the more I let it flow, the more it flowed (laughs) not to be like to overuse the word here. But I think that's like, if you can just recognize when you're in the flow, it's really cool too. Yeah. And continue to do more of it. And as you said, like I mentioned about the green lights, every time I I was like cheering myself through another green light, I mean, it was insane, but it felt good and it was fun. And that's really the thing. I mean, it's supposed to be fun. So start to recognize when you're, when you're not freaking out, you're not creating this tension, this stress, it's not too serious, right? It's, it's just easy and it's fun and things really do work. And look, it is true. We get more of what we focus on. So for focusing on, I only have six hours. I have to do all this. How am I going to do it? I don't know. Well, you know what we're going to get, how do I do it? I don't know. And probably it's not going to be done or I've got six hours here. Let's work through this, see how it goes. And one thing leads to another. And you were pleasantly surprised. You're on your flight back home and you're like, that was pretty amazing. Was. And I, I think that's the goal of this whole spiritual journey, right? Is to is. just, I mean, there is some, some stuff you have to work through, but to recognize how the flow can just, it can be so easy. Let it be easy and let it flow. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next time on Soul Logic.